0: Personal coach and trusted attorney, Andrew Lee, who will help you get started in building your real estate empire, grow your self confidence, find your grit, and get the skills needed to dominate the real estate world. This is Real Estate Investing with Andrew Lee.
1: Hello, hello, hello. So, we're fielding some questions and some thoughts from our Facebook group at, at listen to leave on Facebook. So my friend, Paul Caligieri writes, with the recent changes enacted by New York state, further protection, protecting tenants, what advice do you have for new investors looking to secure a portfolio of rental properties? So let me give you this again. I'm going to just rephrase it. He's saying there's all these new rental laws, which came about the housing stability and tenant protection act that came about in June. And what he's saying, which I thought was an interesting take on this is, If you have an investor looking to get a portfolio of properties, what advice? It's a very easy answer, Paul. Ready? Buy now. Buy, 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 buy. You should definitely go buy because these new laws are the best thing since sliced bread for an investor, Lauren. You know why? Why? Because everyone else is terrified. So the market has been totally smashed by these new laws. You you read article after article after article about investors trying to get out. And people not wanting to be in the market, landlords selling because of these new laws, just to give you a backdrop. Some of these new laws say the most amount of money you can collect before the rental period, including security, prepaid rent, is one month. Some of these laws say the most you can get on a late fee, 50 bucks. Some of these laws say when you do an eviction proceeding, you can't get anything besides base rent and you'd have to bring a second lawsuit to get more money. These laws, 74 pages, single spaced, rocked the rental market in New York State. And I'm actually reading here just so we're on the same page, Lauren. I, I'm interested in laws throughout the United States and I'm reading about Colorado. I don't know if anyone's into getting a little pow, but I like a little pow. That's some good snow if you're not a good person. And by by not a good person, if you don't snowboard, you're not a good person. So if you're into pow, I'm- I re- like
2: skiing by the way. So I love you all skiers.
1: Oh yeah. Ooh die. All right. So here's the thing. In Colorado, they have a bill that was just introduced that's very similar. It's um, uh, HB20-1141. You don't really need to know, but it caps fees charged to tenants. This is a theme going on throughout the United States of how can we cap what tenants are getting as having to pay. And so Paul asks us, he says to us, he says, what should an investor know? An investor should know that this is the time to invest. But I'm Paul, I'm going to go a step further for you. Don't invest if you think this is a hobby. Don't invest if you think you're getting passive income. Don't invest if you don't want to put money into legal compliance. Don't invest if you're not going to be an active, involved business person and investor. Why? Because there's now traps. I call them landmines throughout the entire rental market for in residential, particularly some of these laws, by the way, apply to commercial, but mostly in residential in New York state. And as I mentioned in Colorado, they're going everywhere. California this year came out with new rental laws too. California has rules about the maximum that you can increase the rent year over year. These rules are, and that's not even rent regulator or rent stabilized. These rules are everywhere. But what should you know if you're an investor? You should know it like this. When. There becomes more risk. Most people get scared, and fear will lower the fair market value of the property. And we're also in one of the best markets ever for mortgages. This is one of the lowest mortgage rates you could ever get, meaning loans to be able to buy property. And what I see is that fear equals opportunity. I love when the market goes freaked out because I never buy on a short term horizon. If Paul and his investors are trying to get a portfolio to flip, don't do it. If Paul and his investors have a 10-year horizon, a 20-year horizon, what you should understand is that laws are cyclical. They go up, they go down, they go up, they go down, they go up, they go down. We're not going to have the same Democrats in the Senate, Democrats in the Assembly, Democrats in the executive in New York State, this is a Democratic-controlled state right now, and that's not good or bad, but what happens is that it goes from Democratic to Republican to mixed to mixed to Democrat to Republican, and the laws shift back and forth and back and forth, and now landlords are spooked. So what I always say, listen to a little Warren Buffett here, what you really need to do is when the market crashes, that's when you buy, not when you sell. And so, Paul and your clients, what you need to be doing is you need to be thinking to yourself, opportunity, 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 opportunity. And here's the thing, though. You better get a compliance protocol. You better stop using the leases you did before because your leases are bunk, they're bad, and you're going to get sued. You better be ready to understand that you have to invoice people and give them a notice now. I don't know if you know this. Under the new law, it says you actually have duties about giving them written notices and invoices and receipts when they pay money. You have to have your infrastructure adopted to this. But if you treat this business seriously, Lauren, this is the opportunity of your lifetime. It's time to seize the opportunity. You can do this. Go invest.
0: Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property? Flipping a hole. Opening a successful business. This is real estate investing with Andrew Lee. If I wanna gotta get it, if I wanna gotta get it, if I wanna gotta get it. If I wanna gotta get it, if I wanna gotta get it, if I wanna gotta get it. If I wanna gotta get it We're up to
1: it. Two Truths and a Lie, one of our favorite segments. And if you've been on our website, which website, Lauren? Where do they find us?
2: Well, the best way to find us is to just go on Facebook and to type in at listen to Lieb. That's L-I-S-T-E-N-T-O-L-I-E-B.
1: You better listen to Lieb. We have these three up. And what we're asking you to do is figure out which one's the lie. And we're going to tell you now about the lies. And we're going to give you next week's at the end of the segment. So you could be commenting about it and voting all week. But what we have for this week, ready? Here's our, it's about property management. What we find is that everyone, we have a house in the Hamptons area. And what we find is everyone that we meet in the Hamptons, when you ask them in the off season, what do they do? What do they say? Property management, property management. You're like, what do you do? Property management. And I've been very curious about this because it turns out um, there's rules. So one one of these is going to get you sued.
2: So you're going to say three things and two of them are true and one of them are false. What can you guess at home?
1: All right, so here we go. Ready? This is on our Facebook, and next week's will be there too. So, number one, you need a license to work in property management if your job includes collecting rent. Number two, you need a license to work in property management if your job includes placing tenants. Number three, you need a license to work in property management if your job includes construction, maintenance, and repairs.
2: So everybody knows that there's licenses in real estate brokerage, but they never think about what happens in property management. Can you yeah. collect rent without a license? I don't know.
1: Well, here, Lauren. So here's the list. I'm handing it to Lauren because she, she likes to have the paper in her hands. Mm-hmm. So here's the thing. You just gave it away. You gave away the truth, Lauren. It turns out that property management is real estate brokerage. Who would have thought? It turns out that if you collect rent or you place tenants for another You need a real estate brokerage license. Now, I kind of made it tricky. It was a little tricky there. I'm going to tell you why. Because I wrote to you, what about construction, maintenance, and repairs? And I said, maybe you need a license for that. And it's kind of true and it's kind of false. You may actually need a license for the third one too. What do you think about that, Lauren?
2: A license for construction?
1: Yeah, it depends. You see, if you're in a village or in a county, not a state license, but in a village or a county, and you're doing residential home improvements you need a residential home improvement license, home improvement contractor license. But the reason why I didn't say you need a license is because you might be doing commercial property management. You might be doing property management for cops and condos. But if you're doing residential, like a one to four, and you're doing the property management on there, you probably need to get a home. I was once doing a case, Lauren, for this guy, a great guy. I really like him. And he was doing landscaping in the hamptons and he um did a lot of landscaping he, uh, you know in the hamptons not cutting the grass it's putting in mega shrubs like these bills could be 60 70 like big 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 anyway so he was doing this right and the guy the the um client didn't pay him and he hired me and said sue sue go get me the money go get me the money and what we found out is that he didn't have a home improvement license a home improvement contractor's license on the date that he was doing the services? And did you know he wasn't able to collect the money because he wasn't licensed when he delivered the service? You see, nothing matters until it matters. And when you're doing property management, you're collecting rent. Yeah, go anyone, go collect rent for someone else. Until you try and get paid, and then you find out that it's actually a misdemeanor to collect rent or place tenants in the state of New York pursuant to the real property law,
2: And if you don't think that people are actually going to not pay, then you're out of your mind. Out of your mind. Part of your job in doing any sort of property management or investment property is knowing that one of your friction costs are going to be that people might not pay rent.
1: On our property, we have a gal whose job on accounts receivable is just to invoice these people and remind them when they're late and make sure that they're getting paid. Because what you know when you're an investor in real estate, or by the way, if you own a bagel place, What you know, if you own any business, is that you know who doesn't pay? Everyone. You know who stiffs you? Everyone. And what you need to do is you need to have someone managing this stuff. And guess who else gets not paid? The service provider. We have an employment law practice here. And uh, my guy, Morty Yankovich, runs this. And you know how many Fair Labor Standards Act claims there are when employers don't pay overtime. They don't pay for lunch breaks. They pay lower than the minimum wage. One of my favorite questions I ever got, you want to hear the best one, Lauren? tell me. Is there any notices I have to give or any rules I should know about if I'm paying off the books? (laughs) That was one of my favorite ones. I like that. (laughs) So so anyway, next week, what we're going to be doing is we have another Two Truths and a Lie. Let me read them to you. They're going to be on Facebook. And as Lauren said, all you do is you go to at listen to Lieb, L-I-S-T-E-N-T-O-L-I-E-B. Here we go. A residential month, to month lease requires a written notice about the fire sprinkler system. A residential month to month lease can always be canceled on 30 days notice. A residential month to month lease requires a written notice about the currently valid CO. So we have two truths and a lie. And next week, what we're going to be talking about is a residential month to month lease. And what we want to know is, is, does there need to be a written notice about the CO? Does there need to be a written notice about the fire sprinkler? And can it be always canceled on 30 days notice? Two truths and one lie.
0: Have you ever dreamed of owning a rental property, flipping a home, opening a successful business? This is real estate investing with Andrew Lee.